Shalom Aleichem Rabotai. It is the 39th day of the Omer. We are wrapping up the fifth parak of Shvit in the Mishnah Yomi today. A similar theme to yesterday about selling kalim that might be used for illegal commercial enterprises on Shvit. So here Mishnah Tess in the fifth parak. Mashelet Isha Lechaverta Shuda Ala Shvit. A woman can lend out to her friend who's suspected of breaking shvi'is. Here it's breaking shvi'is in the sense that there's a zman bior, as we've mentioned, bior, we're going to discuss in the seventh parak, when the food is no longer available in the field and you have to take out whatever you have of it in the house. And we'll discuss that in the seventh parak. So here, the food she has in her house might be illegally retained without beer. That's a problem. But regardless of that, a woman can lend to her friend a nafa v'kivra, a sifter and a sieve, rechaim v'tonur, and a mill and an oven. And the reason is these items could be used for a mutter purpose, not necessarily for processing grains into food, which would be a problem because there was no beer on these particular items. ima. But she cannot sort or grind with her friends because that would be directly helping her. The next part of the Mishnah is Eishet Chaver, the wife of a Chaver. Now, a Chaver is someone who's very careful with Tuma and Tahara, and we've seen this concept in Demai. In Demai, we discussed tithing and how a Chaver has to retithe what he got from an Amaaretz because we're worried he didn't separate all the tithes, so it has Demai status. So what's going on with the Eishes Chaver is Mashelet Leishet Amaaretz Nafa Vekiva. She can lend out, again, her sieve and her sifter to the wife of the Am Haaretz. This Am Haaretz, he doesn't, is not careful, he's not well-educated or not scrupulous about Tuma and Zahara. Not only that, Boreret Betochenet Umerkedet Ima. She can even sort the grains and grind them and sift them with her friend. Even though her friend is an Am Haaretz, she can go ahead and help her. Aval, but Misha Tatila Maim, when they put in the water, Lo Tiga Etzla, don't touch anything. Don't touch the dough, don't knead the dough, don't bake the dough. Shein Machazikin Yede Ovre Avera. You cannot strengthen the hands, meaning help out, assist those who are doing an Avera. So, what's the Avera here is once it's wet, or Bosayit's Mikabel Tuma. So this dough, if they're making enough dough, at least five pounds of flour worth of dough, there's an obligation to separate challah. Challah is actually the truma, the tithe that's separated. I know colloquially we call it challah, what we put on the table on Shabbos. That's not challah. That's bread that's metukan that has the challah separated. Now nowadays we burn the challah because we're all tame, the kohani were all tame. But back then, the kohanim would be eating this truma while they were Tahor, while they were not contaminated. So to make the challah, this truma, contaminated is a very significant chet. It's a very big problem. So once it gets wet, the wife of the Amaretz, she's not careful. She may be Tamea, her kalim, her clothing may be Tame. So it's a big problem. Once it gets wet, you can't help her because you're helping her to be contaminating truma. Mishnah continues, We say that we can lend out and we can assist. Because of Dark Eshalom, of bringing peace and good relations, even people who are not necessarily on the same madrega, the same frumkite, the same chaverkite, but to be nice and to be helpful, of course, they're, they're your friends, they're your brothers. And machzikin yidei ovdei kochavim b'shvit, and we can strengthen the hand, meaning to encourage the uh, non-Jewish workers who are, they're plowing and they're farming and they're doing normal agricultural practices on shvit avaloy yidei Israel. Now we saw this Mishnah before in the fourth parak. 
but because it's Darkei Shalom, they, our sages repeat it here. Sholim uh, and you can ask them their peace, meaning Shalom Aleichem, how you doing, how's it going? Mipnei Darkei Shalom, because it's always good to have peace between people. So we begin the sixth parak in Shvit. It's important to know a bit of a history lesson. There's a bit of a geography and history going on here. Is that there was a Kedusha Rishona, the land of Israel, the Holy Land, was sanctified by Yehoshua and the Jewish people when they entered, coming out of Egypt. That's it's Kedusha Rishona. Uh, but then at the time of the Chorban and the exile to Babel, that Kedusha was, was bottled. Now, when Ezra and the Olim from Babel came back, there was a Kedusha Shnia, a second sanctification. Now, the issue is not necessarily every piece of land that was conquered originally by Joshua and the, and the 12 tribes, not all of that was settled by the Ole Babel, by Ezra and that generation. So there are some areas that were sanctified originally, but did not have the sanctity the second time around, which is the Kedusha, which is still ongoing to this day. The Rambam explains this in the sixth parak of Hilchot Beit Bechira about the Kedusha Rishonah, Kedusha Shnia. Um, this Mishnah is going to discuss sort of the, the border area where there is some some overlap and some uh, distinctions here. Sholosh Aratzel the Shvi. There are three lands with respect to Shemitah. Koshach Ziko Ole Bavel. Any lands that was settled by those coming up with Ezra from Babylon, Meretz Yisrael. Uh, this goes from Eretz Yisrael until Kaziv. Kaziv, I think, is called Achziv now. There's a national park there. It's very nice, and there's a river. And it's it's north of Akko. It's, it's in the north, not all the way near the northern border, but somewhat close to, to Rosh Hashanikra and the northern border. So in this area, Lo Ne'echal V'lo Ne'vad. He cannot eat Shemitah produce after Zman beer until he does beer, as we're going to see in the seventh parak. And you do, cannot work the land at all during Shemitah. This has full Kedushas Shvi'is in this land up to and including Khziv. The Mishnah continues, the second area is Kosha Chaziko Ole Mitzrayim, the land that was conquered by Joshua and the Shvatim coming from Mitzrayim, Miksiv Ad Naharvad Amana. This is from Khziv up to the mountain of Amana and the river near there. The Mepharshim say this river is way over to the, maybe the Euphrates or another river in Syria. It goes way over. So it's not just up to Kaziv, but it's way over also to the river. This area extended. So we see it was a much larger area that Joshua and the Shvatim originally conquered from what Ezra and the Olibavel settled. But this area has sort of a intermediate status. So the, the Mishnah explains in Nechal, you could still eat the food after Zman beer, you could keep it and eat it, but you can't work this land. So what's going on is it has a degree of Kedusha, of Kedusha Shviyas, because it was originally sanctified, but that original sanctity is no longer in effect, but we still, rabbinically, uh, do not allow working the land. The Mishnah concludes with the third area, Min Hanahar, outside of this river, Umeamana, or further up from these Amana mountains, outside of this, you know, way up north, you know, Lebanon, Nechov Nevad. You could eat the produce after beer, not an issue, and you could work the land entirely. It did not have Kedusha. Shkoyach Rabosai.